The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon. I am Vena Jones-Cox, and this is Real Life Real Estate Investing, your nation's public radio source for the news, advice, tips, and techniques you need to get started in or build your successful real estate business. Today, we're doing something very special just for the new investor, and In fact, not just for the brand new investor, but for the brand new investor who feels completely lost in what you are doing and just like you don't know what the next step is. So this is your show and therefore you should be taking advantage of it. You should be going to askvina.com, our website, and you should be asking your questions because my guest and I today uh, are, you know, we, we deal a lot with new investors, but we don't, we're not new investors ourselves. So you might have some very pressing questions that would really help you get started that we have not already come up with. So askvina.com is the place you go. You can fill in the form there that uh, says ask Vina a question and you can send it over here and we will try and get that covered for you today because getting started is absolutely the very hardest part. My guest today is Mr. Darren Carey, uh, host of... uh, a meetup group in the Dayton, Ohio area that meets uh, once a month to talk about real estate deals. He is an, an investor with 13 years experience and about 100 deals under his belt in a, in a variety of areas, uh, single family homes, apartments, notes, etc. And uh, he is here to share some of his experiences over the years as a board member of Real Estate Investors Association, as a wholesaler selling properties to people, as someone who has, has properties sold to him, etc., about how to get started right. Welcome, Darren. Thanks, Vina. I am... Um, sounds so much more impressive when you say it. <laughs> Always sounds so, so, so more impressive when someone else reads your resume for you. Uh, so let's, let's, uh, you know, we could spend three days on this. And it's, you, you mentioned as we were talking before the show that different people, different, different new investors actually have sort of different 
issues that they're dealing with, different uh, problems that um, are keeping them from getting started. And it's sort of like, you know, unless you're talking to one of them, it's sort of it's sort of difficult to even get your hands around what to say but let, let's just let's just start with like what what is the most common thing what are the most common things you say if you if you got a, a a budding investor somebody who really wants to get into this business and they are literally completely lost and do not have the first idea what to do first what kinds of things are you typically telling them the, the very first question i ask every person when they come up with me with a question like that is what are you trying to gain by getting into real estate and vary from I need a chunk of cash I need cash flow I want to quit my job I want a better retirement and so everybody's desire is different everybody's starting point is different so everybody's path they're going to take to get there is going to be different the one that works for me won't work for somebody else like I don't want to do what you do and I don't want to be person who uh, how do you say that I don't want the large multi-million dollar I've got 50 people working for me type of a business that's not what I want mm -hmm. so when I go start talking to a newer person the first thing you want to do is trying to figure out what is it that you want do you need a chunk of cash quick in which case you're gonna go one direction are you trying to create some cash flow you're going to go in another direction, but that leads to another question, which is you're trying to build cash flow. Are you starting with some capital or are you starting from broke, which gives you a whole other starting point? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to fig figure out where are you today? What do you have as far as assets to put towards putting together a deal? Because it, it takes three things to put together a deal. It takes knowledge or experience. It takes cash or credit. And it takes time. So mm -hmm. what is it that you have that you're bringing to the table? And where do you need help? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to come back to that cash or credit experience and time thing here in a moment. But um, what you say about deciding what you want is so so important that I think people don't grasp it because they, they the, a lot of times if you're talking to a newbie and you know so, sometimes the newbie's 22 and sometimes the newbie's 72 and it doesn't seem to matter um, they they say well I want to I want to make money and that that shows how new they really are because they they don't necessarily get that there are multiple kinds of money that you make in real estate. I mean, it's all, you know, American cash, but there's the one-time checks, there's the, you know, decent-sized check up front followed by a bunch of little checks, there's a bunch of little checks for a long time and then very big checks, there's 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 different ways that that money comes. And we often tend to assume that all newbies are broke newbies, which is not the case. I mean, if, you, if you're walking into the business with a $70,000 a year job and, you know, a half a million dollar IRA, wholesaling is probably not the right strategy for you because you don't need any more cash. What you need is a way to put your, the cash you've got into something that's going to generate a, a real good return for you, right? 
So I think that your 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 advice about you know what are you trying to get is really crucial. And then here's here's the other. Let me let me throw this back at you because I I'm guessing you hear this a lot. Well, I want all of those. What do, what do you say when someone says, well, no, I want I want the cash and the cash flow and the tax breaks and the, I want it all, but I have no idea what to do first. <laughs> right. And I, I kind of started off with there. I wanted the cash flow, so I started off as landlording, but I found out that gets real difficult once you run out of cash. So I had to go out and learn some other techniques to add onto that. So I learned how to do wholesaling and rehabbing and, well, bad tenants will teach you how to rehab too, but that's part of property management. Mm-hmm. So it's sorry, I lost my train of thought. There. <laughs> That's bad to do on live radio. It that, is, yeah, um, yeah. I th- I think I think what you were maybe getting to there was uh, you can't do it all at once. No, there's learn, just learn one at a time. Bingo. <laughs> yeah, because we we see a lot of people that. They will buy, seriously, I'm not making this number up for those of you who aren't familiar with this, $40,000 on courses, seminars, boot camps, mentoring programs, trying to basically get a college-level education on everything there is to know about all the different aspects of real estate investing, almost as if it were so they could pick one. Right, almost as if it were this is a liberal arts education, and and then I'll just figure out what I want to do with my life, right? And that's not that's not that's not a strategy that keeps your motivation going, your interests going, or keeps your credit card bills to a reasonable level. So sometimes you just have to pick like, what do I want the most? Like, what what, right now? What do I need the most? I need cash to pay off credit cards. Right. So, I mean, if you're not sure what you want to do, get a get an overview. You don't have to learn every detail about everything. Get an overview. If you need cash, what can I do to generate cash? If I've bought a course that would generate cash, use it. Mm-hmm. I've seen. You know, we just came back from the Oria convention, and I met one of my friends there that I've seen there now for five or six years. Every year she's there. But she hasn't done a deal yet. Hmm. She's bought several courses. And uh, she's a nice person, but she's allowing fear to hold her back. Mm -hmm. If I buy one more course, I won't be scared anymore. (laughs) Right. Right. All right. At least she admitted it's fear this time. But, you know, it's... Mm -hmm. But you've got to go... You've got to do something. You have to... There's... When we were in the military, the big thing you learned was... How much information is enough before you make a decision? Or if I get any more information, will it change what I have to do? Mm-hmm. Will it change what I have to do? That's an important. That's an important thing right. because you know what what you have to do as a new investor is it. It kind of doesn't matter where you're trying to end up. What you have to do is a, is a small set of things. So having more information about, you know, do I do I really need to go find a deal? Yes, <laughs> you need to go find a deal is not super helpful. Uh, so uh, we're going to take a quick break. Again, talking today to Darren Carey from MyHomesAndMore.com. And he is uh, discussing some of the uh, experiences he's had with working with new in 
investors and uh, some advice for you if you are new and lost. If you are new and lost, why don't you get in on the conversation here? You can uh, send an email by going to askvina.com. Now, that is not an email address. Askvina.com is a website. Go there. Fill in the response form and uh, send us an email, or you can give us a call at 877-772-9658. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, and I'm sending an email right now to a listener who said that he went to wmkvfm.org and couldn't click the listen in button, which is how many of our listeners do listen in live at 5 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. And that's not a question I can really answer on the air because you can't hear me, Darren. So um, this is a different, different, different Darren. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, if you happen to listen, be listening to the podcast, you need to update your flash player is probably your problem. So my Darren, no, not my Darren. In fact, definitely not my Darren, that. since if you go to myhomesandmore.com, um, you will see the OREA wedding that we, we actually had a wedding during the conference, and it was Darren and his new wife, Christina. And it's pretty awesome. It's a pretty awesome ceremony, if I do say so myself. Uh, it was. We had a you know, fantastic person do the ceremony. <laughs> yes, it was officiated by the Right Reverend Vina Jones-Cox. Of the church. <laughs> church of the internet <laughs> yes and it was a very real estate wedding too it was all you know in fee simple absolute and all that sort of stuff um in any case darren uh so uh just got a call i uh, just got a, an email here from robert who is from the cincinnati area here he's from westchester and he says you mentioned that most most newbies are not completely broke but some are my question is, if you were talking to someone who literally had no money at all, what would you tell them to do first in investing in real estate? I'd, two things. I'd start, I would be on, all over online. Craigslist is free. And even though there's a lot of grunt work in there, you can find deals there. You can find buyers there. Then I would hit the FISBOs, the for sale by owners, and start calling every single one of them looking for a deal. Uh, both of those activities are free. Most people, every time I've gone to a seller one-on-one, maybe 1% of them ask for earnest money. It's just, it's very rare. And I would start there, start trying to structure a deal. I would also scrape, and if I got to dig through couch cushions or anything else, and get to the local real estate networking group, the Real Estate Investors Association, or some other group of real estate investors and start getting to know people, talk to people, and start learning as much as I can that way. Find out who the buyers are, who's wholesaling, who's landlording, who's adding properties to their portfolio, who, who, who are lenders, and start building that network that way. And then later on, once you know some cash is available, then start expanding out into the other types of marketing and other things you can do to bring deals in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean that is a 
That is a fairly common question. I mean, some, sometimes people are getting into real estate to maximize the return on their assets, and sometimes they're getting into real estate because they have no assets, and they're they're looking at it sort of at the beginning, sort of as a way as a like work at home situation, like like a you know small business. I can start with you know uh, inventory that are. Uh, that 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 is something that you know you don't have to manufacture right you don't have to manufacture your own houses and there are many 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 successful real estate entrepreneurs all over the country who started in either one of those two categories it is definitely the case that if you are if if you're going to tell me you're so broke that if you put like gas in your car to go drive for dollars that's going to be the last money you have um you know wholesaling is probably the strategy you want to look at I'd be looking at any way to make a buck at that point, even if it's going out and putting out signs for another investor, just getting paid for it, just to generate the cash so I can go do some of my own deals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's go, go ahead. I was gonna say there's a guy up here in Dayton that I've been helping lately, and he took literally took twenty bucks, bought four signs, hand wrote on them, "We buy houses." And actually, out of those four signs, got a deal done. Mm-hmm. He had no idea what he was doing. But he got one out there, he got a deal under contract, and he had a good enough deal there that he was able to wholesale it out to another investor. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today to Darren Carey of MyHomesAndMore.com about advice for lost new investors. If you know what exactly what you're doing already... This is not the show for you today. If you are one of the many people that I talk to that say, I just don't even know what the first step is, please take advantage of this opportunity to ask the questions you want to ask. 877-772-9658. Or you can uh, email them by going to our website at askvina.com. Now, Darren, before we lose this train of thought, I want to go back to something that you mentioned earlier and dig into it deeper. And that is, you said there are there are three potential things that you as a new investor could be bringing to the table. And what I would like everybody to do, unless you're in your car, please don't do this if you're in your car, is get out a piece of paper and draw a triangle. And along each side of the triangle, I want you to draw one of the things that Darren is saying. So what are the three things that you could potentially be bringing to the table? Okay, so the first thing you need to have is knowledge, education, or experience. It's all one thing. And obviously, as a new investor, you need to go out and acquire that. That's what you're trying to learn. So the second thing that you need to have is time. It takes time to build this business. It takes time to make phone calls, put out signs, and do all those things that you do as a new investor. The third thing is it's going to take cash or credit whether that's a mortgage, hard money, a private lender, credit cards, cash out of the bank, some source of cash to put the deal, get the deal done. If out of those three things, if you have none of them, it's, I don't know how you're going to do anything. You've got to bring something to the table. If you have time, you can find people that have knowledge. If you have time, you can find people that have cash. And the same thing works for the other two. If you, you've got to bring something in, 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you if you did what I said and drew that triangle and wrote cash, access to cash or credit on one leg, you wrote time on one leg, and you wrote knowledge slash experience on the other leg like you were supposed to, uh, you need to start thinking along the lines of if I only have one of those things or I have two of those things, how do I leverage other people's whatever the things you're missing are? people with cash but no time or, or or experience are actually kind of in the best position i mean in terms of there's there's many people with time and experience or time and, and knowledge that would you know love to work with them and use their cash people with lots of time can sometimes partner up with somebody who's got the other two things and just sort of you know be a a, a worker be a bird dog sort of person the th- the gold standard there, though, is the knowledge and experience. And you you build that over time. If you have the knowledge and experience, that can be leveraged into everything else and and more so. so. So constantly adding to your body of knowledge about the thing that you are you are pursuing, but also just about the real estate world in general. Just, you know, what's going on in the market? How are other people doing things? How, you know, I'm, I'm a... I'm a retailer, but how do landlords do things is ultimately the thing that is going to make you the most money. But for now, you look at what you have and and who who you know that might have the other two legs of that triangle. Uh, We're going to go ahead and go to the phones and talk to Tony, who's calling from Cincinnati. Tony, welcome to Real Life Real Estate. Hi, Vina. Um, I had basically two questions. My first question was... um, like now, with it being a uh, change of weather, it's getting darker at night sooner. If I'm working at 8 to 5, you know, how how does your business change as far as looking at houses? If, you know, you're not able to look at houses when you get off at 5 o'clock because it's so dark. And then also, um, with me being a single parent, if I'm having my, you know, my, my children with me every other weekend, um, is it, do you perceive it as like, I'm professional if I take them with me to go look at an appointment or what advice would you give as far as that? Well, let me, let me answer the second one and I'll let Darren answer the first one. Um, I don't remember this of course, because I was a baby, but apparently my mother used to take me on all of her real estate appointments because not only was she a stay-at-home mom, there you know there was no money for a babysitter, so um, you know you turn it into a positive, right? Okay. Typically, typically people like kids. I mean, I, I assume I assume your kids aren't going to run through their house and tear it up. I assume they're going to be well behaved and so on. So typically, people are kind of charmed by children, and you can certainly say. Oh, you know, single dad, <laughs> trying, trying to make a living. Okay, so anyway, these are my kids, so-and-so and so-and-so, and um, let's look at your house. You know, it just, just don't, don't, don't make a big deal out of it and, you know, t- kind of use it to build rapport, right? Because um, I've heard that, I've, I've actually heard that before. I've actually heard people say before, well, you know, every other weekend I can't do anything because I've, I've got my, my kid around or whatever. And I'm like, take them along, teach them, teach them about, mm-hmm. you know, entrepreneurialism. They, 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 this is, this is what's going to support them. So they ought to know what you do. Right. Now, this is even if you're looking at these nasty 
expensive houses for wholesome. <laughs> well, um, in that case, you're probably going to want to plant them on the porch or something. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you're worried about them, <laughs> worry about them going in and stepping on bed bugs and broken glass and all the other lovely things that we see in some yeah. of these houses. Uh, you know, you're gonna you know probably plant them someplace that they're nice and safe, and I don't know, hand them an iPad, and they'll be happy for hours, right? Yeah. But, um, safety first. Got to be careful with squatters if you're down at some of those types of houses too. True. True. Yeah. I always I always check all the doors first, all the doors and windows, and make sure that they are not that the house was not accessible to somebody else, and then I always lock the door behind me, and I, and someone always knows where I am. So, um, but what about there? There is a real practical issue here in our part of the country, Darren. That um, mm-hmm. it gets dark at five thirty right now, and if you have a nine to five job, what are you going to do about looking at houses? Um, tis, yeah, tis the season. That's what we love about being up north. I what I what I was doing when I still had a nine to five job is I did it combination of three way. I went and looked before I went to work. And I'd go, I could drive by a house. I could go look at something. I couldn't do appointments. It was vacant houses. Most people didn't want to meet that early. I could go at lunchtime. If I needed to, I could pull a little bit extra time off of work, a little vacation time or something like that, and pull. You could extend that out a little bit if you need a little more time. But if you got an hour for lunch, it's, it's, if you're close enough, it's enough time to go look at a house. The other thing is they make really high-powered flashlights nowadays. And you can sit back on the sidewalk and look at the peak of a roof of a house and look out the entire exterior of the house. So okay. bring your own sunlight. <laughs> yeah, and my my strategy w- was always, it, it, if I had to look at the inside in the dark, I would, you know, with just a really good flashlight. And if it, oh. if it looked interesting and it looked like, you know, we were going to be able to meet on price... I would just find a way to drive by it during the day sometimes. Just drive by the outside during the day. Because okay. I don't I don't I mean I, I get Darren's point about the high powered flashlights, but I don't I don't trust the roof unless I can look at it during the day and when it's not under snow. That's the other thing about this time of year yeah. is is the snow on the roof. So I have written contracts in the last week that said we will pay you this contingent upon us being able to look at the roof when the snow melts. Like, like if, if the snow melts and it turns out the roof is a wreck and we got to fix it, this, this software is not going to be th- at this price. I'm, I'm working with it, assuming the roof's good. If it's not, we're going to have to talk again. So there, there's, there's always ways to get around it. And, you know, I, I, I have to say, Tony, you know, I, I, I admire you for doing what you have to do right now so that later you can do what you want to do. Because there's a lot of people that aren't work, willing to work a nine to five, and then also do something to build their finances in their spare time. Thank you, thank you for the advice. Yeah. You're very welcome. Thank you for and, your call, Tony. And an advantage you have is that having a nine to five is if you're using traditional financing, having that W two makes it easier to get that traditional financing. Mm-hmm. Much easier, <laughs> ridiculously easier. All right, so you're listening to Real Life Real Estate. My guest today is Darren Carey. We are talking about advice for the lost newbie. And that, that question Tony just asked is exactly what I meant when I said we are not going to think about every every practical detail that is hanging you up right now. So you should give us a call and tell us what the thing that is most stopping you is. Sometimes, sometimes after you get the advice, you're like, why couldn't I think of that myself? But the answer is because you were too deeply involved in it. 
Give us a call at 877-772-9658 or send an email by going to askvina.com. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox, talking today to Darren Carey of MyHomesAndMore.com. We're talking about advice for the lost newbie. If you're a lost newbie, don't be embarrassed about it. Give us a call at 877-772-9658 or at... Uh, send us an email by going to our website at askvina.com. Send the message uh, right there through the response form. Uh, Darren, let's talk about the number one request that lost newbies make. Uh, they walk into the various RIA groups and they say, what I really need is a mentor. Where can I get a mentor? I need somebody to mentor me. Let's spend some time discussing the pros and cons of that. Lots of pros and cons there. Um, the first cynical side of me says, okay, what are you bringing to the table as far as, you know, looking for a mentor? You know, what are you, what are you contributing to the relationship? Are you going to bring deals in? Are you going to do some other kind of work, some other kind of activity? Or are you just paying for somebody's time and advice? Mm-hmm. It, I, I see a lot of people, and I, you know, I've helped people out for free, and like I enjoy helping people out. But some people will do something with it, and others will suck away all your time and then do nothing. Well, and that's and that's that's a a key a key question is you know when 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 you, when you newbie, are saying I want a mentor. What do you mean by that? Because it's it's one thing to say I just want someone to like answer my questions at a meetup, and it's a different thing to say I want to be able to I want to have your cell number and I want to be able to call you every time I have a newbie question, and I want you to walk me through every deal and I want you to do this you know basically out of the goodness of your heart. That's that's a fine thing to strive for, but you have to realize that in the pyramid of you know, real estate entrepreneurs out there, it's not really a pyramid. It's a, it's a shape I can't describe that has a very, very, very wide bottom. (laughs) And the, you know, the number, the number of people who want that versus the number of people who could provide it is huge. There's probably, I, I, I don't know, Darren, you think it would be exaggeration to say there are a thousand lost newbies out there for every one real estate entrepreneur who is experienced enough to actually give them good advice. Um, that might be a little generous. <laughs> it might be 5,000 to one. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, and the unfortunate thing is out there, there's a, there's a lot of good people out there that can give somebody some, you know, very good advice. But then you have that other band of people who've been around a lot of times for, oh, I got my first couple deals done, now I'm ready to train somebody else. Mm-hmm. Or I read a couple of courses, now I'm going to do my own training and, they did one deal or they did something else and they start holding themselves out as being a mentor or a trainer. And really they don't have the experience or the expertise to provide that. But the new person coming in doesn't know enough to know they don't have it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the hardest thing for a new person is how do you filter that out? How do you find somebody 
that does have that level that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And then can you afford yeah. them? I mean, there's, right. there's, there's, there, you know, true mentoring programs where you literally are going to have someone's cell number and be able to call them on demand and not only get the advice you need, but get all the other stuff you want, contracts, forms, um, references to contract doors, uh, you know, the whole, the whole suite of things that you don't have that they have. Those, those kinds of programs, honestly, they're, they're 20 to $40,000. And if they're, if they're good ones, they're worth every dime of it. Mm-hmm. And again, that's different. I mean, that's different than being than saying, well, you know, Darren, Darren, Darren has been mentoring me. By which I mean, I occasionally will hit him up on Facebook and say, "Hey, what do you think of the one thousand block of East Street in Dayton?" And he, you know, types response takes forty five seconds, and I, I move on with it. Right? I don't, I don't say, "Well, find me a buyer for it," or "You find me a lender for it," or, you know, whatever the case may be. So. um there, there's you got to you got to think about what your expectations are, what you can realistically bring to the table, and and then you may need if you can't just write a check, you may need multiple people that you're sort of leaning on for advice and so on, so that you're not overwhelming any one of them. The next question, Darren, is how many how many times a month does somebody come up to you and say, well, I'll, I'll, I'm a newbie, so I will. I will give you free work, meaning I will come into your office and like, I don't know, do stuff for you. I don't know what that stuff is because I'm a newbie mm-hmm. because I want to learn. Um, once or twice a month, somebody asked me that uh, either at the local RIA or at a, some other event or someone I've been talking to. And I've always declined those offers because I've always felt like if someone's coming in and doing my office work for me, I'm not providing any value to them. You know, I'm getting free work out of it, but they want to learn something and coming in and filing paperwork or calling, you know, Vectran or DPNL to turn on utilities isn't really teaching them how to be an investor. It's teaching them how to be an administrator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I think maybe I think a lot of times uh, folks who haven't been around the business very much think our lives are full of. You know, every minute it's another deal coming in and we're just, you know, shooting them down as fast as they can pop up. And that's just, that's not the, does that happen? Yeah. Even a few times a day. Yeah. (laughs) Is that most of the work? No. (laughs) So, um, you know, certainly, you know, feel free to make the offer new investors, but don't get offended if somebody turns you down because, Many times is exactly what Darren said. You, you don't understand what it is that you are asking for, and it's not going to provide any value for you. And, of course, then they have to find a chair for you and uh, something for you to do and train you how to do it. And uh, really, you're asking for more than you might think that you are when you say something like that. Let's Let's turn the tables a little bit and talk about the new investor who is more the, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not looking to replace my income. I'm not looking to have an income. I'm not, I'm not broke. The one on the triad who has the money, but not the knowledge or the time. When, when you run across one of those, what's your advice to them? First, the first thing I always tell them is to slow down. Um, when you have cash and you have credit, 
that's a recipe for digging yourself a really big hole really fast without realizing what you're doing. So first thing I always tell them, slow down a little bit. Get a basic level of knowledge at least. Being able to, if you're looking for more cash flow, understand how to analyze a rental property. If you're looking to be a private lender, understand the basics of how to do that. Is this a good deal? Is this a bad deal? Can you get referrals on the people that you're talking to and working? You know, if you're considering lending to somebody, should you get referrals on them? Absolutely. And go at a little bit slower pace. Um, when I first started out, I had the cash and the credit and very, very little to no knowledge, but of course I was new. I didn't know that. And I dug myself a pretty big hole very rapidly. So because of that, I tell people, slow down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't jump into it. You've got time. Take a couple, three months, look at some properties, check out the neighborhoods, take a little bit of time. It doesn't mean you have to go, you know, and take a week off and go, you know, study this course or that course or anything else. But there's a certain level of knowledge that if you're investing your own money, you need to have. Um, blind faith will somebody sometimes get you where you want to be, but it's taking a chance. Yeah, just as just as often it gets you to where the other guy wanted you to be, which is not necessarily the same thing. Um, and and yeah, you know, a lot of these folks are are they're in they've done other types of investing. They're in jobs where they work with numbers quite a bit, and they they have an oversimplified idea of what goes into evaluating a rental property. Yeah, it rents for 1200 a month. The mortgage payment's only 800 You know, taxes are 150 I'm going to make, you know, I don't even know how I did my own numbers there. I'm going to make $250 a month. What? Yeah, no, you're not. That, that like, on the face <laughs> of it, that's just wrong. <laughs> so right. Here's the other expenses you need to be aware of. that crop up periodically, but not every month. But you better have money set aside when they do, and you better not be c- considering it cash flow and, and spending it every month because that... that that's what creates slumlords. So, yeah, I almost I almost feel sometimes like the ones... I, I worry more about the ones who come to me and say, I've got a ton of money, you know, tell me how to spend it. Than I do the ones who say, I've got no money, tell me what activities I need to undertake. Because it's just, it's, it's too easy to be a either a target of somebody who knows that the deal they're putting you into isn't a great one or somebody who doesn't have enough knowledge to really be conveying to you what what you need to know i i really think that starting with little or no money will in most cases force you to be a better investor Mm -hmm. you you can't afford to be wrong you have to analyze it you have to take the time you have to understand it and if you've got the cash sitting there, well, if I lost a little bit on that one, well, maybe I should just do this kind of deal because I want to get the experience. Yeah, I know I'll lose money, but it'll be okay. I'll make it up later. Mm. And but how many times have you heard that? Oh, so many. I'm doing it for the experience. Well, I, I, I just just give me the ten thousand dollars. This is going to cost you, and I will explain it. I've explained to you why it's going to cost you that money, and then you'll still be the ten thousand dollars poorer, and I'll be ten thousand dollars richer. So. I'll be happy even if you're not. Right. <laughs> and it's so many times I've tempted people like you just say, just just write me the check and I'll do something for you. But the 
as an investor, you've got to you've got to be the one making your own decisions. You can't rely on someone else to make decisions for you. Here's a question that just came in from where's the name? There it is, Steve in Prince George's County. I think that's in Maryland, um, and. He says, would you please ask Darren if he were to start all over again right now with what he knows, but no money, no credit, no connections, et cetera, what steps he would take to get back on top? I think that article you just sent out in the email newsletter answered it right there. That's exactly what I would do. Um, I, I would immediately start looking to step into wholesaling and rehabbing. I'd be finding my local real estate networking group, whether it's a real, RIA or some other kind of a group. I'd spend a little bit of money on getting some bandit signs out there and start putting the deals together. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have the right deal, you can post it on Craigslist and you'll find a buyer. Mm-hmm. So you would, you would starting, a, starting anew, you would start wholesaling? I would, I would focus on wholesaling and rehabbing, starting new. And again, he said no money. So, no money, and you've lost, wait, wait, he's also said you've lost all your connections. You don't know any contractors, you don't know any private lenders, you don't know anybody. Connections can be built fairly quickly if you get out there. Um, if I wanted to move to Tampa next week, you know, give me a month, I'd have something built and started. The one thing that they can't take away from you is your knowledge. And as long as you have that knowledge piece on the triangle, you can pull the rest together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go out there and start pulling data, public records, get the band of signs out there, get the Craigslist ads going, go to every real estate-related function I can find, find the real estate agents that are working with investors, and start putting it together. It's The network will come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, also learning the market. People, people will, people will um, often move from one market to another where they think that they think the markets are fairly similar. I just had a student who who moved from northern New Jersey to South Florida for you know mm-hmm. obvious and understandable reasons, and the prices were very similar. So he thought, you know, no problem. I'll just pick up right where I left off and start rehabbing. And it took him a solid six months to understand kind of the quirks of that market. And it, part, part, part of it was the part of it was the difference, just the sheer difference in construction, because they don't build a lot of stuff right. out of concrete block in in North Jersey. And part of it was getting the lay of the land in terms of, you know, what school systems were desirable and, you know, how much did it matter how close you were to the beach in terms of price and who were the players and all that sort of stuff. So uh, and I think he I think he looked at dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of houses the first couple of months he was there just for the purposes of figuring out what the market was like right so that's that's another thing that you you know you can't overlook a lot of a lot of folks will avoid going out and looking at houses because they're like oh i don't have any money to buy it or i don't have a buyer's list or whatever there there's value in that just in learning neighborhoods and 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 so on and if you got if you got nothing else high leverage to do that's actually a good way to spend your time when i first started out i was scared to death to talk to a seller but I, I was out there, you know, pulling up, lonely calling. I started calling, just simply calling every CISBO that was out there and trying to set an appointment. If I got an appointment, I went and talked to them. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't know the neighborhoods, but I started learning them. 
I didn't know how to talk to sellers, but I started learning, you know, what worked and what didn't work, you know, and eventually that fear went away. I learned the neighborhoods. I learned how to talk to people just by brute force method of doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's... um. Let's turn this upside down a little bit because we've been talking about like your advice for the sort of, you know, lost newbie. What mistakes do you think newbies, what what mistakes do you see newbies making over and over again that you just want to shake them and go, stop? <laughs> the, well, there's two parts. First, newbies that keep asking questions, never do anything, drive me nuts. It's a personal thing. But a lot, I see so many of them that oversell a deal that they have. They say it's worth more than it is. They say the rehab is less than it is. Oh, it doesn't need any work at all. So you get there and say, oh, well, it needs electric and paint and carpet and a couple of windows. But they didn't mention that part. Mm-hmm. So it's, the biggest thing that I want to get from somebody is I want them to present to me as accurately as you can what you have. If you don't know how much the rehab is going to be, just say, I don't know, but I know it needs this. At least then I know what I'm getting into. Stop Stop posing, in other words. Stop trying to, try, stop trying to pretend like you're more knowledgeable than you are because it takes like five seconds for someone who actually is more knowledgeable to figure that out and... I'm like you. I react better to someone saying I don't know than having them say something that's, you know, clearly not true. Uh, well, Darren, we have like 30 seconds left. Any last piece of advice? Um, absolutely. The, the biggest thing as a new person is get in around other people who are like-minded. If you, if it's real estate investing, so get in and network and talk with other real estate investors. You know, if you're in Cincinnati, go to Cincinnati RIA. If you're there tomorrow, stop by, say hi. I'll be hanging out there somewhere. If you're in another RIA in any other city, go there. You know, Google your city real estate networking, your city real estate investing, and find out where those people are. Because as some the question that was asked earlier, how do you build that network? How do you build your contacts? And you have to build that with people. Mm-hmm. Very true. And we thank you very much for your advice, Darren. We are unfortunately out of time, but we will be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. <laughs>